get promos and discounts from Filipino startups. Check out our partners at the description. Neil David is father at Collect. Hello, Neil. Welcome to Startup Podcast. We're very happy to have you here. Uh, thanks for having me, Jenny. Hello. Hello, everyone. Yes, kamusta? So, um, if I'm right, I know you're based at Cebu. So, kamusta? Kamusta, Neil? Ah, uh, yes, man. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm based in Cebu right now. Um, last year I was I was based in Singapore, but had to come back to the Philippines and um and doing the doing the business here. Yeah, this is actually an exciting story. I know I saw that um Collect is actually um based at Singapore, and you're you actually have markets in. Latin America, but you're based in the Philippines, so medyo connections to medyo, medyo um, malawak ang geographical na in-occupy ng, ng, ng Collect. But let's start with the first question, ano, Neil. So ano nga ba ang Collect? So uh, basically, Collect is a finance management platform for SMEs. So we're currently focusing right now on accounts receivables and accounts payables uh, for these SMEs, right? Um, what we do is we help them to uh, provide more visibility on their financials and also pro- help them to collect, um, uh, help them to facilitate the collection for their accounts receivable. Yeah, so accounts receivables, uh, finance. So actually, uh, when I was a bit younger, you know, when I was in college, I take ako na accounting 101. So I personally can relate to ah, okay. although med- medyo hindi ko lang forte ito, yung mga assets, liabilities, and especially financial management for SMEs, ito yung medyo magulo minsan. Some, some, some people actually, they ano nga, parang sometimes na-underrate ito, ano, but dun siguro pasok yung parang um, yung critical point na na, na try i-solve ni, ni Collect. But let's go there, ano. So, first, can you explain muna, ano, ano ba itong mga account receivables na ito? Ano ba itong financial management na ito for SMEs? Bakit nga ba ito parang problem? Bakit nga ba may problem dito? And what really are you trying to solve with Collect? So, Oh, uh, definitely, ito na part sa business kasi. Ito yung most parang underserved, di ba? So, in a, in a, in a, in the modern like business right now, we have software for the, uh, yung mga CRM, yung mga pang inventory for order taking, POS, parang ganun. And then for the finance side of the business, we have like the accounting, uh, software, which basically is, um, help record parang what what it's what uh what has been done already but no one is really solving them with the problem of uh doing the actual financial um, um processes in a company so we help them do that um definitely it's quite important for the company but it's a bit boring the side so parang definitely underserved sa the business processes but for us is that we help them collect their uh fine uh parang yung accounts receivables nila through also like um, setting up uh, basically having this invoice life cycle to actually help their uh, finance department manage those um, invoices, right? So it's the core uh, cash flow is king for any businesses. So that's our number one goal here, provide to facilitate that uh, cash flow for them. Yeah, actually, ang ganda ng iyong pag-explain. Unang-una, I'd like to comment about what you said. Ano, sa, um, usually in SMEs, um, actually, hanap ng maraming SMEs now. And we know, I mean, I've noticed this 
um like sa patterns ay like sa data ng startup podcast. Ang dami mga SMEs naghanap ng mga ERP, ng mga inventory management kasi yung ko back office problem na naranasan nila na saan napupunta yung mga stock ko, ang hirap manually itrack ng mga stocks ko ng mga inventory, ang hirap kumbaga um itatrack ko kung nasa kung pagkabili ng customer na padala na ba, ilan pa rin na sa akin and then minsan nagka-card na miscounts. And then inan SME kasi hindi lang naman inventory, hindi lang naman actual physical thing yung nagpapatakbo ng business. Actually, sabi nga nila, yung finance, yun yung parang dugo, yung parang um, resource, yung nagpapatakbo kumbaga dun sa negosyo. Inventory, to mga stocks na ito, ito yung kumbaga operations. So what you see, what you can physically see, and what the customers or what other people can like actually see. Pero yung mismong nagpapadali ng operations, yung mismong kumbaga nagpapadulas or nagpapa, kumbaga yung gears then somehow eh, nung, nung business. Ay yung, yung, finance, yung finance and actually yung cash flow. Cash is king. Hindi pwedeng lahat naka 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 kumbaga naka alalay na lang sa credit debit kanyan we need cash pampasweldo pang 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 pambili directly so ano no um, can you can you give uh, can you give like a uh, glimpse lang ano how does this work how kumbaga nangyayari yung automation ng billing etc so ano bang at saka ano ba para pain points na naranasan ng mga business like um meron bang times na parang hindi na natatrack na maayos yung financials nila and um may mga hindi na ko-collect or may mga hindi na mabayaran or something like that. Sure, sure. Um, so this is definitely uh, very interesting. And then when we tested this out last year, when we were doing like um, an MVP, we were actually talking to a lot of businesses. So by this time, we were still um, in Singapore, me and my co-founder. So we were contacting businesses from like in Brazil, also Philippines, and also in Singapore. Um, we found out that the problems with with this receiving payments from uh from businesses to their like customers uh with their clients is that it's the lack of visibility so they've sent an invoice to them and then their customer or client forgot about it another thing would be like they also forgot about it so they sent the invoice and then that's it they they continue on with their business and then the last part would be um it's more it's more of like not having the reminders to know that okay this is due right and it's only a matter of just asking for the for the um payment to 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 come in um to come in or to to be done right so it's quite interesting because majority of the businesses are willing to pay but they won't pay unless you collect right and for you as well, you want to maintain that level of um, how would I say this? This relation with the business, so you don't. Businesses are also um, uh, mindful of not trying to um, uh, keep asking for money or trying to like collect that invoice because they have an uh, they still have um, uh, work uh, kind of like existing uh, uh, working relationship with the client. So. They, they probably would be working with this client for um, a couple of months, but the first invoice was probably forgotten, but the client has already paid the, the newer invoices. So it's kind of hard to go back and say like, hey, can the first or the very first invoices you still haven't paid because they don't want to ruin that uh, relationship with the client. But if it's coming from a third party, um, uh, someone else that's saying that, hey, you have you still don't have this unpaid um, invoices, or if you have paid, could you work with our you know um, your finance department in order to clarify things? 
So that's definitely an interesting thing that we discovered that um, the problem there is just also like reminder and visibility. Right? Yeah, that's actually a, a good point. No? Maybe nga in traditional systems, ano, like email lang, no? sa email. Sa email lang yari transaction, mm-hmm. sa email din papadala invoice, and then yung payment maybe in some other in some other channel pa. Pero in tracking, yung reminding, and yung uh, yung tawag dito, yung palang um, confirmation na ito inverse na to ay nabear na ng buo. Sometimes din kasi yung mga invoices ay pwedeng partial yung payment. So yung tracking din mismo nung, nung if, if, if this invoice is already like finished and like kailan, ganyan, ano. So, doon mapasok yung parang pagkakaroon ng third-party financial manager. You can say collector, you can say all of these things, ano. Pero, I mean, um, can you can you give like the whole scope of what you can do really for an SME, for a company? So, ano yung, ano yung lahat ng kubaga activities or like tasks na pwedeng gawin ni, ni Collect as a financial management system for, for SME? So, basically, can you also like tell about the platform and how does it work? Sure. So, for us right now, we are still currently, um, how to call this, uh, focusing on accounts receivables. So not yet um, on, on the payable side. But with accounts receivable, um, it, it might be parang major difference no? kasi our market is in Brazil. So in Brazil, we're connected with ERP solutions. We, we are connected with um, uh, banking as a service providers. We're connected with open finance. So we can talk more about like uh, why we're at this market, but it's it's mainly because of this open finance um, uh, movement. Right? So what Collect does is that we uh, businesses or our clients can um, integrate their finances through um, like uh, importing spreadsheet into our into our system. Could be connected to their ERP. So every time they issue an invoice to their like accounting systems or even to their like ERPs and when they generate an order like it's going to uh, create an invoice it goes to our um it goes to our platform and in our platform we have like these life cycle settings where um if an invoice is generated then in our platform we'll create like sets of reminders to to help facilitate this visibility right so we will usually do like um five days uh before it, it's it, it's it can be set by the by the client right you can do like a five days before reminder on the due date um after the due date and then we also have like a um a module for like that collection so talking just just doing like a, a side bit here um for debt collection basically when you're talking about that or like default it's basically already like zero right you don't expect any any and any, any more from that uh, invoice so an interesting thing that we were able to do is that we were able to to help uh these our clients um that uh, uh get paid uh, basically on about 50 to 60% so it's a quite a high number since it's already that and no one is already thinking of it as uh something that can be can still be paid Right, so that's quite an interesting um, number for us as well. So um, we help them with this debt collection as well. Um, it, it, it's usually like a cycle of like a weekly reminder to that uh, we send to their uh, customers saying that hey, you still have this something like a consolidated uh, um, invoices that, that you need to 
get paid. And then since we are so this is the the most interesting part of the of the of our of our platform is that we are connected through um, open finance. Uh, we are connected with their banks. Um, they 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 connect their bank account into our platform, and then we're able to see their uh, bank statement. From this, we can do a reconciliation of what has been paid, uh, what what they received in the bank, and then see like uh, which of these invoices are paid. So right now, the the for a lot of majority of the businesses that we've uh, talked to already is that their finance department are doing this like um um like you know like through excel spreadsheets uh they could be like downloading downloading the downloading the pdf the excel or the file from the bank their bank statements and then having this uh list of their accounts receivables in in their um um in a spreadsheet and then comparing like uh which uh which uh how these like statements reconcile to the to the invoices right so we help them uh with that with that uh, very very painful part because in order for us to to keep sending these um reminders to their to their customers we also need to know what has been paid to avoid um you know like sending sending uh like billing your client um when they have already paid like that that just creates a a bad, you know, like um, it, it, it's bad. It's bad for the business, basically. And then the last part of the solution right now is that we are working with um a banking as a service supplier, so collect act as a kind of act as a digital bank. So when we send an invoice to the client, we provide them with payment methods. So when they pay through the payment methods, we can definitely. 100% reconciled with what's um what this payment is for. So that's that's the thing, right? Um reconciliation um if it's not coming through um a digital account, it's a bit hard because there's there's a lack of visibility there. Just imagine this. Just imagine this. You're sending them an, an invoice for like let's say 500 uh, pesos, right? And they make a payment um on that 500 pesos. But they're using someone else's account. Like it could be like um, a, a different a company account or even like a personal account from uh, so from someone in the company, right? Sorry. So when someone is looking uh, in the bank transaction, it will just say like uh, payment received through this and that. It could possibly say like the the payer's name or, or something like that. So for the finance department, they would be seeing this five hundred payment coming through. But if there's like a lot of invoices with 500 uh, worth yeah, 500 exactly. pesos, then <laughs> it would be hard for them to know like uh, which is which. Sorry. And then uh, for our clients, they have about uh, probably 500 to 1,000 clients. They'll be doing like 1,000 to 5,000 um, um, transactions uh, like in a month. So that's definitely a problem uh, when when things are coming in the bank account and you don't know which is which is getting paid so yeah that's the, yes, actually, that's the, probably the end to end solution yeah, it's not end to end actually and actually the uh, like, like in an SM is your finance department mismo and yung like your accounting your, the, the accounting people uh, yung gumagawa ng pag-reconcile ng accounts receivables and sino na um, like this 
this amount saan mismo ito galing, this invoice, uh, saan ba ito dumaan, and alin na nga yung mga, yung tracking, yung tracking, not just of like, um, alin na yung manabayaran, but tracking mismo nung connection, nung, nung cash, nung, nung credit, nung, nung invoice, etc. But you mentioned about open finance, ano? Can we just know a bit about this? I mean, ano ba itong open finance na ito, like, especially in Latin America? So, it's already uh, growing um, all, all over the world, no? And it's not something new. Uh, in the Philippines, we also have that. But it's more of like, um, I, uh, probably I'm, I may be using wrong words here, no? So don't take my... Um, my my word for it, uh, but uh, for the Philippines, it's more of like market driven. Um, it's not really uh, being pushed by the central bank that you know, like all banks should have these APIs out so that third party um, um, mm. players can connect to 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 you for like financial information, right? So we are seeing this already from um, Union Bank. And then there's also like an open finance um, uh, provider here in the Philippines, which is called um, uh, Branca. So shout out to them. We work with them um, in in the past as well. And then so, but in Brazil, it's more of like regulatory driven. So the central uh, bank there, the Banco Central, is really pushing all of the banks to have these APIs out by the end of like a certain year. So they, they, they gave them like about two years to do this like before um, in a way. And they managed to comply. So we like that approach as well that it's uh, being pushed rather than we're just waiting, waiting for the market to ask for it and then uh, build when it's uh, when someone's asking. So this helps um, players that want to or companies or startups that want to work with this like uh, banks to facilitate or handle this data for their clients, right? So there's a lot of applications for this um, open finance uh, defense. Yeah, so it's actually in the larger financial or maybe fintech ecosystem. Ano? Um, so you mentioned that this is maybe one of the reasons why kumbaga mas nag-work si Collect sa Latin America, especially sa Brazil. Ano? But in the future, ba, like, do you have any plans to 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 go to the Philippines and or even in the Southeast Asian market. No, so what do you think about this? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Like, uh, Philippines is probably part of our um, roadmap, but maybe not in the near near future. So we're still trying to uh, definitely um, hold our ground in in Latin America, um, especially with this uh, uh, regulated um, um, open finance uh, movement there. But definitely once, I would say, um, but in the Philippines, like things are really progressing, especially um, with with this um, open finance uh, suppliers here. So definitely Philippines is part of the of the roadmap. And we've already slightly uh, did a test, like doing some interviews and also like uh, mini MVPs before uh, last year and then trying to see where the market is at. Right. The and another thing would be um, SMEs are is a very very huge market, right? We all know this, right? So SMEs is a very huge market, but their adoption to technology is quite mm-hmm. probably not there, right? So it's hard for them to 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 adopt to technology 
unless it solves a a bigger pain than than adopting the technology, right? Because uh, for them, if if it takes a huge chunk of their effort and then their their also their um, operations to migrate to working in this like you know um, digital um, uh, platform or, or 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 whatever solution you have then they, they probably won't go uh with, with you so that's that's a tough part of the smes it's um the yes. adaptability yeah think about that though. i mean smes usually small and medium enterprises so on the, by definition they have uh less people kumbaga, and maybe ma correct me to sa, sometimes they are leaner pa they are medyo tipid tipid pa sa resources so it's not i mean Um, technology because usually it's a big investment for like a large leap, like for scaling, for acceleration. So usually, mas madali nakakapag-adapt into like higher tech yung mga, for example, mga startups na may 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 investment, may, kumbaga, may injection ng investment, may acceleration. And then they use that tech to further scale their operations or to accelerate uh, whatever they're doing. But can we just get a picture lang ano? Like, yun nga, so... Maybe your you have you have your target market is like for SMEs or maybe for some startups or maybe for even large companies. So, um, is there an industry? Is there a specific industry or is there a specific something that um maybe pinakamagkakaroon ng advantage kay collect? So maybe to get a picture lang ano so sa mga possible users and possible na magbe-benefit nga from what collect is doing. Sure. Um, so we do have clients that are startups as well. Um, definitely, these guys understand more the the solution that we uh, provide, and they're easy they're easy to adapt as well with the solution. Um, another uh, sector is the accounting sector for us. We do have a lot of um, not a lot, a few of the accounting firms. Um, um in brazil that's uh, that we're working with so it's a pain point for them because they do have like a thousand clients like two thousand three thousand clients so it's a problem for them when when it's time to like you know to start collecting start reconciling so that's the current like sector we're we're at right now we're, but we are also like trying to see other other sectors but as of the moment like the accounting sector and at the same time like working with other startups as well. Yeah, so pwede pala itong kumbaga um, works like an in-house for us for a company or pwede like pool like like an upgrade for for the accounting sector ano. I mean, that's how that's how yeah. that's how tech goes din naman eh. I mean, you can you can focus as on a on a certain company like on on, on the accounting and pwede ring um like for a bigger third-party platform to be integrated into them. Ano? That's, that's actually a very good insight dito. Um, puna tayo sa stories, ano, um, Neil and, ni, and kay Colek. So, um, can you tell us a bit more of your background? Paano nga ba nag-start si Colek? Especially, um, starting a startup is not easy. And starting a startup in Latin America, in Brazil, is of course not easy. So, pwede nito kwento ng inyong journey. How did, did it all start? And paano kayo napadpad? I mean, paano kayo napunta kumbaga sa sa Brazil exactly? Yeah, that's a very that's a very um, interesting question and then I get kanang I I get asked a lot uh, regarding that question because it's um in the in people's minds right like 
why Philippines, why Singapore, and then why Brazil? Like a lot of uh, um, ge- geography. Um, so to, to start the story, probably a bit of my background is that um, I'm a software engineer by you know like uh, by profession when when I started out way back, and then I ventured into business. So we um, I do have a business here in the Philippines, which is providing like. Um, software solutions and and outsourcing services, and then early last year, I I ventured out to Singapore to join this um kind of like accelerator program, which is with Antler. So Antler, um, Antler is a yeah, Antler is a is a global VC as well, and they have uh, um they do have these programs in Singapore to help uh, founders, right? Founders, entrepreneurs. Um, domain experts so they they invite like other people you can apply and then for for me like um i i've been i've been doing um i've been working on my startups before and then it's quite tough because the my personal like mindset for startups here in the philippines is like bootstrapping right so that's the only way to to do it like bootstrapping 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 and then when I went to like Singapore, being part of this like accelerator, joining um, and the Antler program, it opened my mind to understanding that bootstrapping is not always the way, right? Um, it's 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 sad to say, but bootstrapping is not always the way, and then doing it by yourself is definitely uh, it's it's definitely not the way you should go if you're a first time founder. Um, you should always look for a co-founder. For, so, so that was what um, Antler was pushing. Like, uh, um, they would invest if you manage to find a co-founder and you're, you manage to work together. This def- this def- this definitely like um, helps them with their investment because they, uh, for two people working on, on the same idea, it's less risk for them than rather than one person, right? But for for my perspective as well, and then I've come to realize this that. Um, it's very good if you manage to find a co-founder and at the same time, um, it, it kind of, uh, how do I say this? The, it strengthens, um, I'm trying to find the right words, but it gives more confidence that you're able to convince another person to join you in this, um, new venture, right? Because, um, if you can't convince anyone to work with you on, on on a startup idea or even work with you at all, then that's probably a bit of a red flag from an, an investor's uh, um, uh, perspective. And at the same time, like, yes, bootstrapping is um, one way to do it. And definitely uh, I've been bootstrapping like um, um, all, all throughout, right? But it's also a good sign if uh, you manage to get an investor um, to invest in you, uh, right? Because it shows that either you have a you have a solid idea or like an idea with potential, or you have a strong uh, founding team that that knows how to take this from like a, just a PowerPoint into like a proper execution. So um, during this Antler program, um, it was probably a, like a, a two week a two week a two month program, um, and then we managed to get our investment started to um 
started from August and then we still bootstrap all the way because it's the investment is not a lot for us to really like uh, move forward, but it's enough for us to kind of like get started, right? And then during the couple of months after get, receiving the the investment, we check we check out the market. So we checked out like Philippines, um, Singapore, um, I think Malaysia. And then, um, yeah, we, we checked that market out. And uh, also like my co-founder as well, he's uh, from Brazil, he's a uh, Brazilian. And then mm. uh, we're also weighing the things here um, in terms of like market adaptability, the market size, and also like uh, the potential uh, for our for our solution. So he is also um, he's not a first time founder. So he is a um, second time founder already. Uh, he's just a really uh, great uh, great guy. Um, very um, also has experience in in the, in doing doing like uh, startup businesses. And he also managed to uh, do an exit already um, way back 2021. So this is his second venture. Um, he His background is on uh, financial. So he was an ex-CFO to his uh, like startup. So there's, um, there's a synergy there from like the finance side and also on the tech side. So with that, we decided to try out uh, definitely um try out and execute in brazil and then we, it started in, in a more of like a network effect on reaching out to like um to his personal network reaching out to um startup groups in brazil it's i would say it's a bit more um i'd say like more progressive like philippines is definitely like getting there our, our startup ecosystem is definitely like progressing and and moving and then with with Brazil, like um, it's it's already been around for uh, quite some time already. So we took that as a as a low hanging fruit for us to to deploy in Brazil. Yeah. Um. First of all, you know, uh, what you told about your story is actually very. <laughs> I mean, it's very. Um. How do I say this? It's uh not so typical, ano, na, Um. In Philippines, malaming mga solopreneurs, kung yung mga Filipino gusto magi entrepreneur they want to be an entrepreneur because simply or actually for for a uh, for a uh, stronger motivation ayon nila lang boss so ayon nila magempleyado so they choose to become an entrepreneur pero iba pa ito actually sa pagiging startup founder pero sa iyong kwento actually you told the story like from being a solo entrepreneur from being an entrepreneur from um and into the startup world and and na 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 kumbaga nakita natin yung differences ng dynamics ng startup world like um the dynamics with having a co-founder the the, the the dynamics with getting investments or um investors and like the 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 dynamics na you're building this business model and then maybe in the future you want to i mean your goal is to have an exit or you want to strengthen or you want to make robust this business model to deploy to a larger to a very large scale of of or to a very large market um you also mentioned about your co-founder ano um for other listeners then actually i realized recently that that's very true na if you're a startup founder lalo na if you're a solo founder it's very good to find a, a co-founder na pwede rin siguro kumbaga mag uh, ano yung skills nyo mag synergize somehow what you lack maybe he or yeah. she has and what he or she lacks you have ano so 
usually ito yung mga one, may, may tech guy, <laughs> may tech guy and then may may business guy or may sales guy or something. Pero do you think, I mean, how, how did you meet pala your co-founder and um what do you think made um him kumbaga really go on 100% on this venture with you? I mean, because it, I, I cannot I cannot imagine then um I think it is it's also hard na no to like to like have a foreigner co-founder ano especially na you then decided to venture into Brazil. So, can you do you have some thoughts about that? Yes, um definitely if you go out and find a co-founder then you'd probably be uh, crazy, right? So, because you'd be advertising to the world that hey, like uh, work with me, I'm doing this, like if anyone's interested, like be my co-founder or whatever. But um with Antler, they they have this um like you know this platform, this space uh to to find a co-founder, to find an idea, to um and to see like how you work together. So maybe it, it would make sense if I dive a bit deeper on what Antler is, right? So um in in layman's term there. I can probably say their um their program their accelerator is like co-founder dating right co-founder matching it's like tinder for co-founders uh basically so they uh they have this uh program like uh every year probably twice a year and then people from all around the world like uh apply to it right so in our cohort um I, I do see a couple of Filipinos uh Filipino founders um a couple of uh, uh founders from different like uh, entrepreneurs from different backgrounds and also um other people there that are not even entrepreneurs but um um they could be like domain experts like um uh, like uh, software software uh, uh people and then people with um, serial entrepreneurs as well so they put you into this like a uh, 12 month program and then they so sorry two month Two, two months program and then you go to a series of like uh bootstrapping exercise to kind of find the right people to that you want to work with and then um for me like uh this my co-founder he was the first person that um i met on the program actually the uh it's a very close friend of mine that i met on the program uh, that, that, that we later became close friends but we decided to not work with each other um and then kind of like yeah man like let's not be partners here let's be friends something like that so um we started out uh, like that for the first couple of weeks we we did a program like and afterwards like we we drink a lot of beers right so um that's one of the the most like network networking you can do and things like this is always the after the Usually, the after party per event is like uh, ha- having having beers with with a with a person. So, um, along the weeks, I probably we we have like five like um a team uh team sessions to to do, and then probably on our fourth one, we decided that because we can we couldn't find um uh we couldn't probably I'd say it was harder to uh, vibe with with other people or like. The the synergy isn't there, so we decided on the fourth one to like, hey, okay, 
how about this? Let, let's just try to work with each other and see like how it goes. So it went well. We're able to uh, definitely there's synergy there because we've been like you know we've been drinking to we've been <laughs> it might be like a, a bad thing to say but we've been drinking like um um every night um um to, towards the the whole program we've been like we, we did some traveling together uh, along those uh, weeks as well so there's definitely like synergy there and then uh, if you're looking for a co-founder don't look for someone that's the same as you because it's definitely not gonna work look for someone that complements um what you're not able to do right if you you're doing if you're both doing like the same thing if you're or if you're experts on the same thing, then probably just be friends and then you know, like uh, don't don't do startup together because it's definitely not gonna gonna uh, complement. Well, it, it's it's my point of view, but yeah. So we are very complementary in that sense because he um, he is focused in he was like uh, a CFO to his previous startup, so he's uh, handling that part of the business while I'm in um, in that. So now like. Um, he for our for our startup, he's taking the role as um, a CEO, and then for me, like um, doing this first startup uh, with the uh, Coles, um, and also being uh, venture back, um, it opened me to a lot of things that you know that um, I'm definitely uh, not yet ready to take on that role, or I would say. Or probably I would have done things different, but um, working with uh, like um, this type of uh, co-founder is um, helped me, like you know, like um, grow as a founder myself and understand like um, how how the how this type of like a uh, person like um, does uh, does their like thought processes um, in, in that regard. So. Yeah, definitely, it's a it's a chance of like a synergy, and then it was not only us that kind of felt this way as well. It was also with our with our investors, like uh, they kind of see that uh, we do have like a a good a good team, like a good uh, we're very compatible in a way. So yeah, maybe important nga yung vibe ano or yung compatibility yeah. between co-founders. Um, so, ano nga ba, Neil, ang future plans for Collect? What really do you see in maybe uh, maybe the nearer future? And one thing I'd like to ask then, abalang, what do you think should happen, like for example, in the Philippines or in Southeast Asia, for Collect to be able to like um, deploy, to be deployed, kumbaga, in the Philippines, for example? So, yeah, so palang, what, what can happen in the future for Collect to be in the Philippines? And what do you plan pa for, for Collect? Gotcha. Um, okay, so uh, I, I'm not sure the current status now, right? But one of the reasons why we did not deploy in the Philippines is that um, probably the like, banks are harder to work with. Um, we are working with a business account, so and they don't give access to that, or there's only like one or two or a few mm. banks that um, provide this like access for like um I see. Op- this this open finance uh thing um so probably it's it's not yet ready in that sense i am not sure now because 
with with this like um open finance suppliers that are coming in like they're really um making moves like uh, pushing um uh, helping us with the progress right like building infrastructures and stuff so definitely by that time um our solution then that's going to be deployed in brazil will be ready to um be yeah. deployed here the solution um is fixing a very common problem um uh, majority of the companies face the same problem like they have all these um platform solutions for their business but their finance team usually are still in spreadsheets uh and then we we managed to 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 narrow down that this problem exists in 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 all of the majority of the companies so if our solution is able to work uh, in brazil in latin america then probably deploying it to another country would would still take some um some adjustments some some uh, customizing it to or, or like a more of like how they said it's like localizing it to a specific like a, a yeah. country but it it will be more or less going to be the same so yeah we, we we need to make sure that our solution we have like pro- proper like product product market fit and then we can confidently yeah. say that you know we're ready to deploy to go out to another country yeah but that's true no kasi magkakaiba naman ng regulations or magkakaiba how the banks like the networks of banks and even like how the central bank works with the uh, this commercial and and this local banks yung regulations yung ecosystem the rules and like the whole the whole network itself ano so magkakaiba rin naman yan per country and but that's true that's true what collect is solving is actually a very common but critical problem actually for many sme startups for actually for any company like your accounting and your finance department ng mga companies na ito so uh, maraming maraming salamat Neil for sharing about collect for sharing about your journey it is very insightful actually ano learning about i mean yung dynamics nga yung difference ng startup ng like building the startup or starting a startup and like um, a small i mean like, like a business yung pagiging entrepreneur and so thank you thank you Neil um if our listeners pala want to find more information about you or about collect so how can they get more information maybe you can lead them to the website or to social media channels or wherever they can contact you sure um definitely like find us at uh, wecollect.com or find us at LinkedIn, uh, uh, collect, um, it's, it's there, you can, you can find us there. Yeah, so, maraming maraming salamat, Dil. Thank you. Thank you so much, Johnny, uh, for the time. Thank you very much to our 33 patrons. This episode is superpowered by AskDex PH Academy, our official e-learning partner. Get certifications on Lytic Sigma, product management, data science, and many more. One CFO, CFO services, bookkeeping in tax, and payroll processing for startups and small businesses. DV Code Technologies, IT solutions specializing in software development, blockchain smart contracts, digital wallets, decentralized applications, and cybersecurity. Tuala, the next evolution of digital trust. Privacy-focused, seamless digital experience for sharing identity information across Web2 and Web3 ecosystems. 
Buzz, Divas, Web3 Microblogging app promoting freedom of speech and content ownership. Ben enjoys food products, the home of premium bacon ends, Tapa and Tosino. And Space Cebu, the biggest branch in the Philippines. Global co-working space, meeting rooms and private offices for startups, digital nomads and freelancers. Looking for buy and sell online with Ticolado sellers. Nutricoach, the all-in-one productivity tool for dietitians and nutritionists. And Podify Team, podcast launch, production, editing and management company helping to increase podcasters' efficiency. This episode is powered by Uplift Code Camp, Sirius MD, Board Prep, Pareto Consulting, Zales, and Packetworks. Please support the podcast through the links in the description. Thank you.